You are listening to a Mormon and a Liberal podcast, episode number two. Today we are walking into a podcast and talking about some feedback that we received from our first episode because we actually had people listen to it, Adam. I'm so excited. So let's get started. Hey everybody, I'm Adam. And I'm Megan. And today, as Megan said, we're going to be talking feedback, but before we do that, a little housekeeping on the last episode, um, recovering some facts that we mentioned, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last episode, we were talking about the afterlife, um, and we talked a lot about the Mormon faith and how we feel about the afterlife and things that we believe. And I mentioned a couple things as we were listening afterwards. I realized that I misspoke about a couple items, so we need to clear that up quick. So... We talked, uh, I was mentioning that in the afterlife, after, after you die, that we go either to the spirit paradise or spirit prison. And I mentioned that everyone that goes to spirit paradise is a member of the church, and that is not true. So everyone, we believe that if you're going to go to spirit paradise, if you have chosen good deeds in your life. So you don't have to be a member of the church. Um, you don't have to have made that covenant, yet you just were trying to be a good person here on earth, and then... All of those people go to spirit paradise. So I think that's an important distinction to be yeah, made. It's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good one. one to be cleared up. So I think that was it about okay. the feedback. So cool. Yep. So on last Friday, when I was actually driving to lunch and gotten the podcast up, got everything pushed into Apple and Google and all the, the hoops there, and I was texting you as we were driving to or a friend and I were driving to lunch and asked, Are you ready to go? And you were like, Yep. Uh, but one thing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had asked about the name of the podcast because so you, you had a few people say, have a little bit of confusion, right? Right. With the name itself. Yeah, yeah. And so we thought, hey, that may, that may be the reasoning for the next podcast. Maybe instead, let's take a step back. Let's share a little bit about ourselves because the reality is we've known each other for quite a while. Uh, knowing your husband for a very long time. I've been mm -hmm. around the church for a very long time. Right. So I probably am taking for granted some of the things that I inherently know now and may not be smart enough to ask or, or poke that question. So let's start with the name. Great. Um, it says a Mormon and a liberal, right. which what was the, the feedback that you got on that? Yeah, so the concern that a couple of my friends had, and most of this came from members of the church, was wanting to be clear that you can be a Mormon <laughs> yes. and a liberal yes. at the same time. And I thought, oh, that's a really good point. Like, we didn't intend to mean that I'm a Mormon, therefore I am not a liberal, right? And vice versa. Yes. Because you're a liberal, you're not a Mormon, right? Um, that's not obviously not the case. There are many, many liberals yeah. who are Mormon. Yeah. yeah, Harry Reid, right? What did he say about that? He, his, his quote <laughs> was uh, that he is a Democrat because he is a Mormon, not in spite of it, right. was his, his quote. Yeah. Um, and so it was a good, a good quote to grab for this to kind of go, yeah, it's not, this isn't a one or the other situation. Yes. Um, and, and from my thought process on it too, is like, you know, one's, one's a faith, that's going to inform, potentially inform a point of view. Right. And the other is just a, it's a, a box of, a box that people have made to put a point of view um, in. Right. Um, and so they're kind of both charged words in that sense because, you know, that you and I were discussing afterwards, 
you know, that Mormon isn't the preferred word, right, to use. Yeah, yeah. So the preferred term and, you know, it's not a negative connotation. Personally, we, we don't get offended by the idea that we're Mormons, right? It obviously comes from the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And yeah. That makes sense, right? But um, the, the name of the church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Number one, it's really long, <laughs> so it's hard to say that a lot. Uh, but we, the church, you know, whenever we have, they have publications put out, or when you go to the church website, lds.org, they say on there, if you're doing news reports about us, whatever, mm-hmm. please use the full name of the church yeah. because that's the actual full name. And I think one of the reasons they have you do that is so that the name of Jesus Christ is in there. I think a lot of people get confused that we're like, not even Christian yes. because we're Mormons. And so they think we believe in, we worship Joseph Smith or we worship Mormon, whoever he is, if you've never heard of Mormon, <laughs> right? There's a little teaser for you, but yeah. <laughs> so it's important that we distinguish that, yeah. that we are the church of Jesus Christ and we are Christians. So, yeah. 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 And that was one of, um, so we can back up here even further and kind of give our, our backstories a little bit here in terms of where we're coming from. And so uh, I can start because I have a good segue into what you just said. Right. Um, so I, I think I mentioned it last episode, um, but I've known your husband since middle school. Um, and so we've been been around the church and events. My parents were always supportive of always going. There's never a question about involvement or going to camps or, or anything or any event with mm-hmm. Kurt, your husband. Um, <laughs> and so his name is Kurt. <laughs> and uh, so there was never any of that. And then so we grew up. I went to, to school out in Philadelphia um, and then he left for his mission. Um, and when he left on his mission, um, we'd been together our, a huge portion of our life. And so right. it, it was an older time, so we wrote letters to each other back and <laughs> forth, just like John and Abigail Adams, <laughs> and wouldn't exchange, exchange pictures and all that good stuff. Yes. But because I was so curious of, like, what is my best friend doing every day? For two years, Yes, right? for two it's years not, I don't yeah, get yeah. to see him. Yeah, that's important. Like, yeah, if, that's if you're a, not again, a member of the church, granted. right? Yeah. We can say that. that um, so boys, generally, most boys, they're asked, um, and they choose to, obviously, and girls, too. Uh, they go. They serve missions when they're, they just lower the age to 18 for boys and 19 for girls. So when they turn 18, um, they're encouraged and asked to go on serve a mission for two years for the church. And so they leave their home. No coming home. No coming home. No phone calls. Except um, for on Christmas and Mother's Day, Christmas right? Christmas and Mother's yeah. Day. Very good. Yeah, yeah you, you do know. <laughs> uh, very, you know, strict rules about it, but it's, it's straight up service for two years yep. to teach the gospel. Yep. and to bring people to Jesus Christ. So. Yeah. So I, because of that, um, I was reading a lot at that time, uh, a lot of different books about the church, the history, the actual Book of Mormon, just trying to understand that stuff. And so I'd write questions, and he would be like, uh, I don't know, I need to ask my mom. <laughs> um, and so one of the Goodness things, sure. yeah, yeah. And so, so one of the things I thought um, that teamed up nicely was I, I had this independent study that I needed to do uh, my senior year. And so I actually reached out to the closest ward uh, church, Mormon church that was close, um, and said, hey, I just want to follow a a couple missionaries because they work in 
teams of two. Right. Um, I want to follow a couple around for a semester. And as a photojournalism major, so I was like, I'll, I'm going to take photos, I'll document it, but this gives me an excuse, a reason to see what Kurt's doing every day. And so it was, it was through that that I got to see, I did the tracking, which is the knocking on the door piece, mm-hmm. um, got to see very quickly how absolutely kind and absolutely how rude people can be in that yeah. process. But that was one of the things in walking with them was very quickly getting to that, you know, making sure the full name that Jesus Christ was in there and yes, that yeah. there was a shared commonality there. Yes. Um, and so that that was a, a fantastic experience. I think that that was one that just kind of formed and helped continue to form the, the positive opinion I have about the church. And so um, that's my background on that. And then um, you've come into my life because you married my That's best right. friend. That's right. Yeah. I remember when I met you, it was like the most terrifying day. Like I met his family and that was fine. But then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to meet These Adam. Yeah. He's going to hate me. That's his best friend. So much pressure. <laughs> and luckily, you're pretty cool. Decent. So that was good. Okay. Um, so my background, I have a different background. I grew up in the church um, and I was born and raised in Utah and went to... Uh, high school in Murray, Utah. Go Spartans. <laughs> and we went to Utah State University, and that's where I met Kurt. Was He was living out here in Missouri, and he moved out to Utah to go to school out there just to meet me. <laughs> he went, his dad went there, so yeah. he wanted to go there. But uh, So we met out in Utah, Utah State. Uh, we got married, and then we moved out here. What, seven? Oh, I have no idea. Seven years ago. Yeah, this I was, is about right. Yeah, I was pregnant with my second. So, second years ago. Seven years ago, we moved out here. And I have four kids. Yeah. Yeah, you have four. We have two. Two. Uh, you're, you're pretty good, pretty close friends with my wife. Yes, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, that's been the really cool thing about yeah. us is that it's been super easy like it was really nice to move out here and just have friends yeah. <laughs> because I knew you know Kurt was back with Adam and so we could hang out and Candace your wife and I get along amazingly well yeah. and I so love we're together her and, weekly yep yeah and our kids much, have yeah. grown up together and that's super fun to have them be so close it's like cousins you know yeah. so it's been really nice yeah yeah so so when coming back to the name for us it was uh it really started off as more of a joke, right? Because yeah, we, yeah. it was a, oh, we can call it a Mormon and a liberal walk-in and the idea of like into a bar, yeah. but play off of that approach, obviously. Um, but we were like, we can use that to talk about those topics because you were starting to get in back into writing and you right. were a political science major or yeah, yeah. social... Political science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this was a way for you to get back into that, doing the writing exercise. Yep. Um, and we just happened to be out in, in Denver for our son. And I read that and I jokingly said, we should, because you were complaining about how hard it is to write, we should just record a podcast. That'll be a lot easier. <laughs> yep. And so. Um, this Total was like, joke. <laughs> yeah. And so this was a nice way for you to kind of get that outlet. Yes. Um, it was a good way to just. For me to have an excuse to do something like this, I, I've started to listen to more and more podcasts. Um, and so it was just a fun outlet to be able to, to talk and have two different sides of the conversation. Um, hopefully, in most, we would assume, in most situations. Um, but 
a nice friendly conversation right. because we know each other pretty well and we know at the end of the day we're going to have to see each other every weekend. <laughs> yes. And so it will be awkward if we get mad at each other. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think it's, it's podcasts are awesome because you can listen to so many different types of personalities and you can get so much information out of them. But I really like the idea of being able to show people that we have difference differences of opinion in a lot of areas but we can still be friends we can still talk about it it doesn't define us 100 percent of the time we can still have friendships outside of our boxes right mm -hmm. and i think that's really important right now to bring people together because people are struggling to be able to even talk to other people who don't fit into their bubble yeah. and it's that's not good for society that's yeah. a bad thing and it's it's, <laughs> it's a, a problem yeah and it's, you and I were talking about, like, it's a out, we're in Kansas City um, and up north in Kansas City, which it's a lot easier to run into a member of the church up right. in this area. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's probably a little bit more um, open in terms of like, okay, yeah, you know, there's a, a large member or large membership here around the area. But even at work, um, if anything comes up or, or if there are questions asked, um, when Missouri got ranked as like one of the more hostile places in the world yes. to live, um, I had mentioned about the extermination order, um, which is a long story that we probably don't need to go down the rabbit hole of, <laughs> but essentially a, a governor Basically. way back in the day put an extermination order on any member of the church. And the person, the people I work around, I was you know, the knowledge, like ex trying to explain it. And I do quite often get like, oh, wait, are you, did you used to be a member? Yeah, or do you yeah. know? How do you know because that, Because it's like, right? it's this assumption that, like, this ignorance, right? Like, yes, well, it's yeah. not my box. It's not yeah. my lane. So I don't need I to don't learn need about to be it. Wor worried right. about it. Um, but again, I know I've it, been around it long enough that eventually I'm going to pick up yeah, bits of knowledge you, you here You kind of there. are in that box now. You're yeah. <laughs> you're basically there. Exactly. Um, so... When you guys move in to a house, I, I remember you telling this story. Um, when you move into the house, do you have, growing up in Utah, where obviously the, the population is going to be more yeah, LDS. Yeah. Most, um, most people I knew were yes, LDS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this area is a, a, a Republican area, a conservative area, right. um, and highly populated by members of the church. But I remember you saying when you moved into the house, a neighbor came over and you had that. Kind of like, oh, yeah. Yes, I had a conversation. We were, so I had a neighbor come over, and we were getting ready oh, to go to Utah or something. And it came, my kids were like, when are we leaving for Utah? You know, and <laughs> they were like, oh, why are you going to Utah? And I was like, oh, that's where I'm from. You know, my family lives out there. We're going to visit. And it was immediately because... The word Utah means Mormon, yep, right? Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Either that or national parks. But yeah, we, you know, are you, oh, are you Mormon? And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. So it's, it, it was hard for me because growing up, I didn't ever have that experience mm -hmm. of being able to even share that I was a member of the church because everyone just knew or assumed you were, right? So here it's been. It's been kind of scary to me, but, you know, I've had, for the most part, really good experiences with people being open to but at least understanding. That's in but it's still something right? Yeah, bit, but, it right? get, yeah. but I still get nervous or, like, you know, if I tell them that I'm a member of the church, um, are they going to never talk to me again or not invite me over or, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So it is a little bit. There's, It's always in my head, and 
you know, luckily I just try and keep pressing forward and I'm yeah. pretty social anyways. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll talk to the next person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, like my parents never made a big deal of it. My parents mm-hmm. never, I don't recall. And I don't think they had this conversation with, with your husband's parents. Like, no, what they never said like, okay, you can go to that church thing, but just remember this or remember right. that. Um, there was just, it, it was no big deal. And so I didn't think it was a big deal. And then when I went to school out in Philadelphia at Temple, it was required that you, for part of the core at that time, took a race and racism class. And it was meant to uh, kind of poke. You know, there, yeah. there, you talked about how you grew up. And I remember a student talking about how um, she grew up being taught that Adam and Eve were actually albino children born in Africa and then sent into Europe, and that's where Adam and Eve... And, like, that, I mean... Whoa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Um, and so I was... Those classes were meant to kind of make you uncomfortable. That's the whole point of it. And obviously, in Philadelphia, a little bit more liberal. School's yes, a lot yeah. more liberal. Um, but it just I just don't think much of it. And when it comes to religion, I think it's because of growing up around Kurt's family that I'm more... I just don't get opinionated about it right. because... I don't think it's worth fighting or arguing about what one person believes when it comes to that. Because at the end of the day, as awful as this may sound to you, at the end of the day, like, (laughs) you're all sitting there arguing that a guy died and came back to life. So you guys all believe that, <laughs> and then but the nuances yeah, right. of but it then change. The rest of it, you're or like swallowed by a whale. Yes. Well, well, well like, that's okay. We believe that. Right. Yeah. And so that to me, it's just always been like, eh, like I, I've been just very respectful in that sense of just like it's it's to me it's their kind of tall tales to to get to a moral of a story. I don't take them for their word, um, and so it, I've not had that connection right. of like oh that's insane i can't believe you believe that <laughs> and so i don't have that reaction you believe what yeah 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 that's interesting how do you feel about being able to be both of those things in one like how does that fit in yeah. so how does it fit in to be can you be religious and political at the same time yeah. right yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think, and I actually think the the root of that Harry Reid quote is pretty true. The LDS church does it, like, from a community standpoint, the outreach there, and, and you, what was the Glenn Beck thing that you mentioned before? Oh, yeah, before? I, was, I was listening to um, a podcast by Glenn Beck today, and he mentioned that the LDS church is the second, uh, I've got to look up the exact things, but yeah. like the second largest welfare um, organization in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't remember who he said was first, but we'll look it up. But uh, that's a, that's crazy. Yeah. But I but I can see it because I see the way we, you know. So I, you know, does it come down to being prepared versus, you know, because there's a big push yeah. in the church to be prepared. Uh, if you don't know, yeah. If you don't know a lot about the LDS Church, they um, off well, they have asked us since forever, you know, since probably the 70s, 50s, maybe earlier, I don't know how far back it goes, but um, to have at least three months supply of food, uh, preferably a year's worth of food and supplies. Um, And that's not because we're doomsday preppers, (laughs) but it is simply a matter of being prepared for emergencies. If my husband loses his job and we don't have income for the next six months, 
I can feed my kids because I have prepared that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's more what it goes for, and it gets kind of skewed as, like, these weird Mormons. Yeah, that yeah are, you it's know, the end of the world. Yeah. yeah, that we think that zombies are coming or something. But, no, it's, like... Uh, it's you walk like, into any, uh, like, yeah, I, yeah, walk into any LDS family's house and they will have You can that. find yes. food storage somewhere, man. <laughs> yes. yeah. a, that's a big business if you yes. ever want to go into that. You just yeah. go to Utah and <laughs> start <Yeah>. selling food. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, see, part of that welfare state that we were kind of talking about is supporting one another and the community around it is how do you think that meshes with I think it meshes really well with liberal beliefs and also with, you know, I'm a conservative, so I think it meshes with conservative beliefs either um, as well. What do you think? Yeah. Before I, before I lost all respect for Paul Ryan, um, <laughs> like before, when he was... We should talk be, more about that. <laughs> before he, everything that's happened, that's happened in the last year and a half, and he just has no uh, backbone. Um, yeah. When he was, Mitt's, even Mitt Romney's running me. He was somebody that I did not agree with on everything, but he was always quick to be like, um, and he's Catholic, I believe, um, always quick that he, about taking care of the poor, which a Catholic mission, taking care of the poor, yes. taking care of those around you in your community, was always ingrained in his message, regardless of his politics, And but he would weave those through. And that's kind of been completely thrown out the window now um, with everything, but... Um, but that, that's another person prior to that that, um, and even Mitt Romney, I mean, the man did create the foundation for what everybody wants to hate now with Affordable yeah. Care yeah. Act. So there are, like, There's and you look at those, and those are all social, yeah, you know? those are all social good, community-driven agendas. of. Right. And so I think that's where I tend to look at uh, people on the other side of the aisle, po- politician-wise, um, to where I connect because I, I, you know, I'm never going to connect with like a Mike Pence. He's just, it's way too far out there. He had, he gives no ground whatsoever. Um, but I think that's where people like a Romney, like, right. um, didn't vote for him, built an app for him, but Come didn't on. vote for him. And, what? Uh, but it he, does not surprise me. Yeah. You, but you're all about those Obamas. Yeah. But he, he, he at least, I, I think, it has that mentality, too. Right. And so I think a lot of times when I'm looking at the politicians today, that's what I'm looking at, is, I'm, is I know I'm not going to meet every, they're not going to meet every criteria that I carry into to my life, um, and I'm not expecting them to, but I don't want them to impose great social things that they think is, that is being brought down to them from the mountaintop that they have to push to everybody. That makes sense. So we were talking earlier about this, but, you know, that crossover of, because I think right now there's such a gap between what people think different terms mean. And so that creates this problem of people not even being able to understand that there is some crossover between the two parties or any party. Like it feels like there's just all of these separate entities and no one can get out of their box to even communicate with someone who is thinking something different. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it doesn't even have to be politics. It's religion that way too, right? I mean, you have uh, 
Jerry Farwell Jr. going that Trump is the the president they have prayed for, they've always prayed for, which is mine. I don't understand how being a <laughs> Christian and everything else yeah, it makes no yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I I scribbled down here on notes a, a while ago back when we were talking that one of those situations where it's same text, different interpretation is at some point in high school, your husband and I were in downtown Indianapolis. We, we went there with my dad for a business trip. And I remember a, a preacher, or it may have been a homeless crazy person, walked up to us and started spouting some stuff. And I remember Kurt like correcting him and going, no, but X and Y says this. And kind of, and it wasn't like, oh, well, the Book of Mormons. It was Bible to Bible, verse to verse, yeah, yeah. A, a conversation. Um, and so I think that's where it, it's just, it, it gets so hung up that my interpretation right. of conservatism, yes. Yes. my interpretation of what a progressive is. Um, and so, I, and I would say up until, I don't know if I honestly had an opinion um, about some issues when I was in college or uh, obviously not when I was a kid, but as I was tr going and meeting other individuals, because for some of the, those studies that I did in school, we had to do a, a series of social posters. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I told you this, like I did a um, pro-life poster and like an anti-smoking and all this stuff. But I, I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know why I did it. I just, why you it, that? yeah, I, did, I, I don't think it was, it maybe honestly could have been something as silly as I had a better idea in my head for a poster for it. Um, but I, I didn't have a, a, an informed opinion about right, it. Right. But I think through my experiences at school and as I met people at work and just had more deeper conversations with people, it was like, this isn't a, a, something I should have an opinion on, like, this isn't my life. I shouldn't be telling you what to do. Right. Um, and so my, my opinion of that has evolved through time. Um, and so some of those issues, yeah, I just don't... I don't get why it's my prerogative. So I think that that's where religion comes into play, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Because that's where it goes from just being your neighbor, yeah, yep. your p political agenda, right? Or how you feel like you should be able to get what you should be able to get out of society versus, you know, absolute truth or something that's absolutely, you know, moral or immoral. And how I think that that's what comes into play right there, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. This is probably gonna get old because I'm gonna keep saying it when Kurt. Um, <laughs> but and he has awful memory, so he's. I'm gonna say these. He's, he's never gonna think gonna that remember. I'm gonna make him this up. Like, but I that remember, never happened. Yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> trying to like somewhat argue with him about um, gay marriage, like mm -hmm. when we were in high school, and he's in a heartbeat whips out like, some verse that you probably know and and says that and so not that he's for or yeah. against that yeah. either but that was informing his opinion about it um, totally and that i mean yeah. but that makes sense you know yeah, and absolutely. so i think that it's important that people understand that it's okay just because i don't i feel like there's this this whole idea right now that you you can only be informed nothing religious can come into play in politics to, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, and yeah. maybe I'm off on feeling that because I'm a religious person, so I feel like I kind of get that feeling of like we don't want your opinions on this because it's obviously going to be tainted with yeah. doctrine, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that that's how do how do we get about that? How do we deal yeah. with that? You know. I don't. I 
honest. I mean, I think it just, when we were, after the last recording, um, we got home and you were sending me some links of like, oh, this is this is what the belief is for um, uh, an unborn child. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think it really comes down to the, the religion or the church that person belongs to giving the rope to their members that they can be independent thinking. Yeah. And the one thing that stood out to me and that the link that you sent was that it said it's uncertain. It, it, there was an unknown. It wasn't, yeah. we are the church. This is the truth. It was, we don't really know, but th- it's uncertain, but this yeah. is what we think. Well, and it this was interesting, what... too, because I hadn't read that before. And um, if you so if you go back to that link that we posted with our mm-hmm. last podcast, yeah. it was the one about um, what happens to my unborn yes. child yeah. that was miscarried or something. Yep. That was the title yep. of it. But it gives different prophets from our church that have said different things, you know. And um, I think that that's important that... They don't know every single thing right now, and that's okay. It's okay to go on faith and trust that those babies are going to be okay, and you know things are going to work out. And I think that that's that is important. Yeah. So that's yeah, just what he was talking about. Yeah, and even in the, the article you and I were were discussing, um, where it, it broke down the the numbers from the church. It was like a Pew Research thing. I'm look, trying to look it up. Yeah, it was like seventy percent of Mormons identify as Republican or lean Republican and 22 Democrat, which is, shouldn't be surprising. I don't think that would be surprising to anybody. But the fact that the church does make the, the point of saying, hey, it's not typical for us to take a stance. And there has been situations like the California Prop thing. 8. Yeah. yeah, Prop 8 thing where they've been involved. But mm-hmm. it, that's every really organized religion. Um, but they do, That's there is that setting out of, hey, Go be informed. Be political. Yeah. Like that was one of the things I read too. Is like be politically involved. Be a- yes. be aware of what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Whenever um, every election, uh, we over the pulpit, the first presidency of the church. So the prophet um, and his apostles, they sent a letter out every single year around election time, uh, specifically saying, "Go and vote." And they read it over the pulpit to every congregation all over America, and I'm sure that they do it, you know, in other areas of mm-hmm. the world when it's election time for them, um, if it's available, obviously. But they, so I think that that's, that's always one of my, I love hearing that every time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. The church is not going to jump into political matters, you know, unless there's a real serious concern, <laughs> right? Big, which may be soon. Yeah, which, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> but, you know, but the, it's always just that, you know, be informed, make yeah. a choice, decide what you want to do and vote, but be a part of it, you know, which is why I think I've had kind of this reawakening of political mindness. I don't know what to call it, but like I was a political science major in college, loved politics, and I was actually a lot more democratic, like more, I lean more Democrat when I was in college. When you came, when you came um, out of school, even you were yes, even I in was school, still, yeah, you were doing and, social work and yeah. and, and things uh-huh. that probably lean individuals. Yes, leans yeah. more Democrat, yeah. and um, you know, over as I've gotten older and started reading more and getting more information, and I've definitely gone more conservative, uh, which has been interesting for me to see in myself. Um, but I've also felt that it's important enough that I need to talk about it and talk about my beliefs politically and, you know, with my faith and how that can play a role and how it's important in both areas. So it's been interesting to me to see 
how I've changed. Do you have, so from outside of myself and my wife, like, do you, like, if you look at your swaths of friends outside of Facebook or, or uh-huh. obviously church or even in church, and that, that yeah. again, that is me stereotyping, um, <laughs> inside or outside of church, just, just. like, where there is that difference of opinion that you guys openly talk about? Um, yeah, I actually in, um, you know, when I started my blog, um, I was actually more concerned about the people that I go to church with because uh-huh. I knew that some of them have different views than me. And I have always been up to this point, pretty quiet in my views and not like I, I have very strong views on things, but I hadn't been brave enough to articulate them as much as I probably should have. Um, but I, so I was worried about a few different people that I know have very different views go uh-huh. to church with me. So, um, yeah, I think we, I see a lot of different views on uh, my family, uh, back home in Utah and like all my extended family are more liberal, more Democrat than me. Um, so yeah. And they're all members of the church, most of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that I see both points of view and I, I get that difference of opinion. In yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, I, I feel like growing up even, like, we went pretty regularly. Um, and I went so probably more with Kurt than I did with them. Um, but it it was always open for discussion, but uh-huh. it was never talked down on or anything like that. So I, it was, and so that's, and my wife and I have kind of taken the same approach. Though so I will say last night, our five-year-old in the car, uh, I, he was at work with me during the day, and we were driving back home, and I had it on um, Still in Unger driving home. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, It's uh, another good podcast yeah, you should check yeah. out. <laughs> Michael Steele said Trump, and tr- and our five-year-old was like, boo, Trump. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man. So we've gotten, he's heard enough of that. And so I, I kind of envy, like, the Chuck Todd. Like, Chuck Todd has come out and said that, like, he doesn't allow his kids, which I, I think they're fairly, they're teenagers, I believe. Maybe not. Um, but he doesn't allow them to speak, though, of the president. Because he's like, regardless yeah. of what the president calls right. me, because he's called him names, that's... Ah, oh, Mr. President. Yes, that, you shouldn't do that. And so, yeah, when, yeah, when our five-year-old did that, I was yeah. kind of like, part of me chuckled. And then part of me was like, well, I don't, like... We don't, I, I don't, I mean, we don't walk around, like, I do have a voodoo doll of him that oh, I picked gosh. up of course in, you do. in of course. South Carolina, but it was more just because it has wispy, oh, long yarn hair that looks just oh, like it. It's gross. gross. Yeah. Oh, um, gross. And so I just had to buy it because it was, it was funny looking. That's funny. But yeah, when he said that, I was kind of like, had that laugh and then, like, I don't <laughs> want to be like, yeah. But I mean, during the election, you know, I, I bought, um, I was we only have a few neighbors uh-huh. um, yeah, you're and, out in the boonies. yeah and um the one neighbor um had a bunch of trump pence signs up because all of like five people are going to see those signs um so just for giggles i went and got a uh democrat flag just a generic you know donkey just flag, a donkey flag and ran it up our flagpole of course um because from his house if you oh, were look, to look over yes. the horizon of his house you can see my house <laughs> Um, and so I did that and it was just for fun and he got a kick out of it. Um, but even then, like him and I had great conversations yes, about and it. Why can't we do that with everyone? Yeah. Right? Like what is, 
you know, I wonder sometimes if it's just the social media bubble that I think it masks people feel like they can say whatever they want, yes. even if they would never say that to someone's face because they're behind a computer screen, yeah. right? Or they're and fishing, so, fishing for comments, yes, fishing like for... those trolls, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just, it's almost painful. Like, yeah. why can't we just have discussion about, yeah, you don't agree with that policy, so what? Like, yeah. it, you know, that's, that's admit, why our... Yeah, admit when something's wrong, admit when something's yes, right. Yes, like, we yeah. have to be honest with... You cannot back this one side all of the time because yeah. neither side is going to be right 100% of the time. It's just not. Yeah. So you have to be able to... There's got to be some give, you know? Yeah. So that's what I hope we do with this podcast is that we can be honest with the failings of both sides or of all the sides, all the parties involved, and be able to be open about what everyone can do better and how we can get better at this and hope that that can encourage other people to have discussions with people that are out of their comfort zone because that's really important to do. So what, so I'll ask the question of um, not LDS related, but from a conservative side, Okay. what has been the most in, I don't know, we'll say a 12 month timeframe, the most disappointing thing that that point of view, like, so whether or not that's GOP or not, or a conservative movement or a politician that did that, you're like, man, that's not helping anything. Why are you doing that? And you can't say Trump's nomination because that's okay, too dang. easy. <laughs> that, that one was... Yes. I mean, you, you saw my Facebook feed. I was not yeah, a Trump fan, yeah. and I am still... I, you know, I don't disagree with all of his policies that he's put in play, and he's been a lot more conservative than I thought he would. Um, that being said... I still would not have voted for him. I think that character counts, and that really concerns me that that was the character that got elected. It's just disappointing. So that would be number one. But um, Who was the dog that you had in the uh, race during the primaries? You know what? I liked Ben Carson a little bit. Did you? (laughs) But now I'm like, what the crap, that man? What? You know, I liked the way that he was... He held himself. Yes. And I liked he was more presidential. He was more, um, I felt like he held on to his beliefs, but wasn't destructive to other beliefs. Does that make sense? And I think that he was, he's so smart. Like, you know, I just liked that he was a smart man. Yeah, he wasn't a politician. Um, I like that about him. You know, Ted Cruz, I just can't ever. He creeps me out. Yes. yes. Is that weird? Yeah. Like, no, I, I hesitate I think, to even say that, yeah. that that wasn't why, but I've always just thought, like, honestly, you know, I would probably categorize myself more as, like, libertarian than yeah. I would Republican. Yeah, that's fair. But the Libertarian Party is a hot mess, and, and maybe that's why I'm struggling with... I feel like I need to be more open about my views because I keep thinking, like, maybe there's a spot for me somewhere else because I don't feel like it's necessarily either of those things things right now you know I feel like there's got to be kind of a mix and you know maybe maybe I am more mainstream but the things that are getting shoved out there are just so negative that you're like I don't want to be part of that mainstream if that's real I don't want to be a part of that you know I always struggle with the liberalism piece of it because I think what happens now it gets attached to being amoral right Right. as a whole it's an amoral thing Um, but just the one, the root of the word, it sounds like a nerd, 
but um, <laughs> no, but it's that, important. We yeah, talked about this. How yeah. important the words are yeah. that you define and, what you're talking about, right? And so, like, yeah, I mean, the idea is that a a more liberal where, welfare state is is intended to be more generous, generous, which in turn you would assume means more Christian, because to your point, coming back to what we talked about last time, even which is how important family and community is to the LDS Church, um, that the more throw away the, the converse not don't don't throw them away but just put aside the conversations about the the hot button topics like right. abortion mm-hmm. the you talk about just taking care of one another yeah and it's like why to me i look at it like why why wouldn't we be that for more that christian yeah isn't right. that more christian that you're taking care of everybody um and it, it always comes back to a money argument yeah. but wouldn't that be an ideal state? So I think that, so it's like you said, I, I think that there's more, and I'm definitely more libertarian in this perspective where I'm like real limited government. I don't like the mm-hmm. idea of government being involved, like even in marriages, like why do I have to go and have the government tell me that I can be married? Like I don't, I don't think the government needs to be involved like in that. Like get a license for it. Yeah, yeah like what yeah. is the point of that? Like yeah. who cares, you know? And um, so I, I'm more like that with the social welfare stuff, too. I think that certain people that don't have family, community, church to back them up um, definitely need some help if they fall into those situations. But I would like, I would prefer, obviously this isn't ever going to be 100% of the case, but I would prefer to see people be able to go to their family first for help, then their church, then the community, and then the government in that order. Does that make sense? And so I think that us spending all of this billions and trillions of dollars on welfare to me is disappointing because I would like to see us do it more in smaller areas and educate. Yeah. yeah, Like, you know, the church, for example, going back to the LDS church, but they, we have a huge welfare program. If you go to your Bishop, who is the leader of your congregation and say like, you know, you lost your job or you're just not making enough money or living paycheck to paycheck, they're going to help you out a hundred percent as long as you are taking classes on how to be financially literate or mm-hmm. um, they've just put in Perfectly, this yeah. new program. Um, now I can't remember what it's called, but it's all about self-reliance. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a new self-reliance initiative and you can go and take classes um, all about budgeting, starting your own business, um, finding a job, getting how to, how to interview, you know, all of those things. And that's, it's more than just, oh, you need this money. We're going to give it to you end of story but it's also you know it's the whole thing about feeding if you give a man a fish yeah. you can feed him for a day and yeah. you, can, you know we want to feed people forever and we want them to be able be able to be successful later on and not just up front does yeah. that make sense yeah it makes sense and that's the that's the fantastic and frustrating part of it right is right. that that is instituted into the church and that's an, yes. a resource and that's so, you know i think maybe that's one of my my problems with this viewpoint is that it's been part of my life my yeah. whole time. And so I think, you know, if I had a problem, I know where I would be able to go. You know, yeah. if, if something happened and Kurt died or, you know, if anything happened and you have a job, we, we would be able to go to family first and then we would be, we have the luxury to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's, maybe that's where I have my rose colored glasses on that. Why can't everybody else have yeah. it? You know? 
So that is going to wrap up the second episode. Um, so if you have any suggestions on what we may talk about next, or if there's something you want us to, that Megan or I may have glossed over because we just assume we know what we're talking about <laughs> and you want us to describe that in a little bit more detail, um, or if you have that nagging question about a member of the church, like, why did they always refer to themselves as members of the church, which we were joking about? Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at A-M-A-A-L underscore podcast. 